Hello, friends. I'm Colleen Orkanian, and you're listening to Food for Thought, Spiritually Speaking, where we explore ways to have a more profound encounter with God. If you like what you hear, please share this with others or send me a message on my website at ColleenOrkanian.com. Now for today's episode called Fight the Good Fight. I once took a class on spiritual warfare with Dan Burke at the Avila Institute. He began the class by saying that we, as students, were very likely to face some spiritual battles during our time in the class. He was right about that, as many students did face spiritual attacks during that time. What I've come to realize since then is that each of us, as Christians, is always facing some kind of spiritual attack. Why? Because the enemy of our souls does not want us to grow closer to God, to become holy, to become living saints in the world. If we're going to fight the good fight, we need to know how the enemy attacks, both in general, meaning with everyone, and specifically with us as individuals. In general, we know that the enemy attacks the family, personal relationships, the church, and the community. But in what way? What are the tactics that he uses to break down each of these areas? I'll propose eight different tactics he uses, and then a battle plan for responding to those tactics. The first way is with lies. We know that the devil is the father of lies, but God is truth. So what lies does the devil suggest to us? Lies about ourselves to break us down like you're a failure. Lies about ourselves that puff us up like you are so great, don't change a thing. Lies about other people like they think such and such about you or they don't like you. The enemy suggests lies about God like you can't trust him. You cannot have a relationship with him. He might suggest lies about our past or our future. Lies that keep us fixed on who we were or make us fear what might happen in the future. Sometimes the devil plants the lie in our mind and other times it comes through another person. The key to fighting this tactic is to recognize the lie and reject it. Replace it with a truth that you know from scripture. Another common tactic of the enemy is fear. We fear what people will think. We fear bad things happening. We fear being found out as imperfect. We fear looking foolish or failing. We fear being rejected because of our faith. We fear death. We fear transforming our lives completely for God. There are lots more fears that can control our lives, but Scripture tells us in 1 John 4.18 that perfect love casts out fear. So the response to this tactic is to grow our faith in God to come to trust him in all circumstances. A third tactic of the enemy is temptation. 1 Peter 5.8 tells us that the devil prowls about looking for someone to devour. That someone is me. That someone is you. He tempts us with the memories of the pleasures of the sins of the past. He tempts us by suggesting that a particular sin is not really much of a sin. He tempts us to hopelessness, by suggesting that we're too weak to resist the sin, and we shouldn't even try. Our response to temptation is to pray immediately when tempted, and to share our struggle with someone who can help. 
When we keep our temptations a secret, the devil uses that to drag us down even further. The fourth tactic is distractions and diversions. When Peter was walking on the water, he was doing fine until he got distracted by the wind and the waves. He took his eyes off of Jesus. The enemy wants to distract us from God, from the activities that bring us closer to God. We might get distracted with TV or the internet when we should be in prayer. We might get distracted with activities at church when we should be focused on the needs of our family. We can get distracted during worship services and our prayer time. The remedy is always to return our focus to God. Don't beat yourself up because of the distraction. Just turn back to God. The fifth tactic is confusion and darkness. Jesus is the light of the world, but the enemy wants us to remain in darkness. He does this through the media that promotes things that are counter to biblical teachings. He might confuse us about Jesus, suggesting that he is not God, but just a wise man. He tries to distort God's holy word. And we might get so confused and frustrated that we give up trying to understand God and what he desires for us and for our lives. The remedy to confusion and darkness is to study the word, the Bible. St. Jerome once said, ignorance of scripture is ignorance of Christ. So don't just read the Bible, but really study it. Get together with some friends and talk about how it applies to your own life. The sixth tactic of the enemy is division and conflict. That is so common in our world today and, and so distressing. I said earlier that he wants to break down the family, and that's happened in our society. He wants to create conflict in churches, between the people or the various ministries, between a congregation and their pastor. He wants to destroy friendships so that we don't have close connections with anybody, so there's nobody we can trust. Jesus knew this tactic and prayed for us on the night he was arrested. He said in John 17:23, May they all be one so that the world will know that you sent me. The remedy to division and conflict is to recognize the source of the conflict. It is not the other person, but the enemy, the devil. We also need to grow in humility so we can see another person as someone made in the image and likeness of God, someone loved completely by God, someone God is calling us to love. The seventh tactic of the enemy is physical attacks. These can happen to the technology around us or to our bodies. When it comes to technology, what I mean is something like our computer might freeze while we're working on a project or on a, a Zoom call. Or you're on your way to a retreat and it starts pouring so you're going to be late. Or your car won't start when it's time to go to church. It could be an attack on our body, like a specific pain that moves from one spot to another. Not all physical attacks come from the enemy, but some do, and he can use any physical challenge to cause distress. They slow us down and keep us from doing God's will. If you're facing a physical attack, consider what you're doing that the enemy wants to stop. Pray for God's assistance. Look for another way. And don't get overwhelmed by the change in plans. 
The eighth and final tactic is emotional attacks. We're human, and that means we have emotions. Our negative emotions can be managed, or they can be exploited. Here's an example. I was once on a motorcycle ride, and another rider, a friend, passed me in a curve. I was angry, which was understandable. It's a very dangerous thing to do. I knew I was angry, and I consciously held on to that anger until the next stop so I could give him a piece of my mind. The enemy stokes the negative emotions. He wants us more angry, more hopeless, more bitter, more resentful, more critical, more suspicious. That's not healthy, and it's not holy. So what's the remedy? Well, we begin by naming the emotion, praying for the grace to manage that emotion, and developing the opposite virtue, love for anger, humility for pride, and so on. Romans 12.18 tells us to always be at peace with one another. We can only do that if we have self-control. Now you know eight tactics of the devil in the spiritual battle. Our battle plan is to be aware when under attack, identify the tactic being used, and then respond and resist. We don't have to succumb to his attacks. We can resist. God is fighting this battle with us. The devil may be the prince of this world, but God is more powerful. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. Remember, God wins. We are his warriors and will win with him. So go and fight the good fight. And now, here are some specific questions that might help you do that. Question one, which tactics do you face most frequently? Is it lies, fears, temptations, distractions, confusion, division, physical attacks, or emotional attacks? Which one is his favorite with you? And question two, how well do you identify and resist the tactics? And what can you do better to fight the good fight? That's all our food for today. Thank you for listening. If you found it helpful, please share this podcast with a friend. And may God bless you in just the way you need today.